Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second episode of SamCast, Sam's Alcoholic Memoirs. I'm your host, Sam. Uh, my co-host and our sound guy couldn't be here right now. They're actually uh, just feeling pretty worn out for the day, but I uh, I figured, you know, we're already late enough. It's already been pushed back enough. Might as well go ahead and try and do it just mano y mano, me and you listeners. Uh, sorry about the lateness. I've been dealing with some stuff, uh, some family issues, but, you know, is what it is. Here today, thought we'd go ahead and, uh, try and still get things figured out anyway. There might be some, uh, noises in the background, I don't really know, just due to, well, if I'm being entirely honest, it's Sam's Alcoholic Memoirs, you probably assume that I've had a little bit to drink, so I might start clicking on some buttons or whatever, but is what it is. Anywho, Let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start out with uh, Fuck Disney. Oh, shit. He said Fuck Disney. Talking shit on Disney. Let me tell you something. Disney has ruined the oral storytelling tradition. And anybody who argues with me, I would say is not well educated. Which I won't say in general. But on this specific topic, nah. Because thing is, Disney took most of their stories from a man known as Hans Christian Andersen. If I remember right, it's uh, Frozen, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, uh, Tangled, pretty much all that they've taken from either Hans Christian Andersen or they had taken from uh, the Grimm fairy tales and animated and remade for children. But what you might not know is that part of the reason that our... Uh, our, what's the word I'm looking for? Patent stuff. We'll call it patent stuff. Our patent stuff with stories lasts so long. Maybe copyright? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Last as long as it does is due to Disney tampering with that. Because it used to be 20 years. They assumed if you wrote a story and you got paid for it for 20 years and nobody else could copy it, you made enough off of it that Either A, you had more works, or B, you got paid plenty more than enough for that work. And, uh, you know, at the time that was probably accurate due to the fact that, you know, most people didn't last much past their 60s, 70s. You know, back in the days whenever uh, welfare that was meant for older folks would kind of take care of you until you died because you retired when you were 60 and it, you fucking were most likely dead by the time you hit 66. But the thing is, they pushed it back from 20 years to 90 years. That is part of why we are just now, within the last couple of years, having things come back out into the full media. So that, basically, if there's a story that came out 90 years ago, like Steamboat Willie, Disney's first major production. Not their first picture, if I remember correctly, but their first real big deal. That just came out kind of absorbed that for a moment. The fact that Disney made that shit. Disney himself made that shit. And it is just now getting to the point where they're like, yeah, that's free use. Uh, that within itself kind of seems a little fucked up to me because 90 years is an awful long time, especially nowadays where you've got planned obsolescence, just making it so people don't expect things to last more than five years at the most, 10 years if you're lucky. Uh, but as far as oral storytelling traditions goes, that's really a big deal. Because, you know, a lot of things that might not seem 
quite so much, but me personally, I've had a real strong interest in anthropology for well longer than I knew what the hell anthropology was, but I can tell you right now that oral storytelling traditions have been a thing about as long as mankind has been mankind. You take the stories, you pass them down, that's how we get most religion, that's how we get most everything else. The fact that they can take that and have it go from a thing where you tell a story, alright, let's just assume that. We'll say you tell a story. You tell it to your sons, daughters, nephews, nieces. They each take it and they adapt it into their pretty much the same version, what they can remember and what they add in that'll help out their sons, daughters, nephews, nieces. And it continues down the line, slowly getting adapted. The thing is, with that, you have a, a semi-organic story where the, the base morals and ideas of the story will usually pretty well stay the same, but they adapt to the times. To now, you have this shit where you can't, you can't find an original story. You can't find anything that's really adapted entirely for the times. And if you do, it's just, oh, well, that's just a redo of this. And I'm not saying that everything wouldn't still be another version of that or this. I'm just saying simply that they have slowed down the whole process of us being able to move forward as a species due to the fact that they want their fucking money. And I mean, I don't blame them. To an extent. I mean, I like fucking money too. But here's the thing. I wouldn't stop the capability of someone remaking a story. Especially considering that their business is built on taking other people's stories and animating them. Because like I said, a lot of their stories. Hans Christian Andersen, the Grimm Brothers. They're just old German fairy tales. But you know, fuck it. Uh, wh why does it matter? You know, Walt Disney hated the Jews anyway. Jesus Christ, I am doing my first podcast by myself, and I can already tell I'm going to get fucked on this one, just because, uh, maybe not now, but one day in the future, whenever I've been doing this for a while and people start finding out about it, Disney is going to get so pissed off because they're going to likely claim slander, but pretty sure it's a well-known fact. I mean, I've, I've heard it from a handful of sources. It's not like I'm just making shit up on the spot. But anyway, there we go with that whole thing. Uh, let's get talking on the next subject so I don't get myself in too much trouble here. Sorry, I was taking a very small bit break. Actually, that reminds me, gentle listener. I have an interesting vape trick for you. It's one I made up myself, and you know the best part of it? You can still enjoy it as someone who can only hear the audio. I'll show you the trick... And then I'll tell you the name of the trick. Step one, you're going to want to take your vape in hand. Step two, take a fat rip. And then step three will be to say something indescript. But you'll understand once I do it. So you want to do something like this. You take your vape, right? Got a vape in hand. I know you can't hear it, but uh, here I'll just toss it in the air and catch it. Right? Sure you heard that. Then you go, uh... And you say something like, Bring the money to Central Park at noon if you ever want to see your daughter alive again. Thing is, it's called the ransom. Did that even fucking sound like me? I don't know. I've never actually recorded the audio to see what it sounded like. But enough people laughed at it, I figured it doesn't sound incredibly like me. 
So here we are. And you know, if you ever get interested, it's actually kind of cool to see some of the vape guys do uh, games like horse. Well, they call it vape, but it's essentially horse from basketball, but with vape tricks. Pretty neat to watch them sit there and be like, God, I hate to say professional level vapers, but they're people who get paid by sponsors to do vape tricks and shit, which is just kind of fucking ridiculous, but you know, is what it is. We keep moving forward. Uh, they, they sit there and they do these tricks back and forth and you got to try and match the trick and it's pretty fucking interesting to watch, honestly. Like, even if you don't vape, if you have even the slightest interest in watching somebody do vape tricks, it's pretty neat to be able to check that kind of thing out. You can check it out on the YouTubes. And uh, speaking of the YouTubers, I'm going to talk today on some of my favorite YouTubers, uh, just a couple people. Uh, first I'm going to bring up would be Wang. I believe his name is Justin Wang. W-H-A-N-G. Not a reference to a wiener, it's his last name. He's a fucking, seems to be a killer dude. I've never fucking talked to him. But based off watching plenty of his videos, he seems like a real solid dude. He used to tour around with bands and stuff. Uh, he has a series called Tales from the Internet where he covers everything from the Reddit mystery safe to just random, random stories you would find online. And he kind of goes in-depth on giving you some of the background details and trying to figure things out. And occasionally he'll have some that he does update videos on where, like, he tries to figure something out. Like, he had one called The Most Mysterious Song on the Internet where someone had recorded something in Germany in, like, 1980-some-odd or 1990-some-odd and then played the recording and then put it online so that they could try and figure out what the song was. And they had all kinds of people arguing over who the song was. And they even got a hold of the DJ who played the song originally on the radio station to try and go back through and see if he could find it. Which the problem with that was that DJ at the time was uh, accepting recordings from really small record labels that never made it anywhere. And were just kind of signing on any street band and trying to figure out, you know, what the fuck is this song? But... Like I said, that guy had been getting records from just everywhere, from all kinds of people who... He didn't know who they were, he just knew that there was some small record label out there that had signed them, and they probably never made it big. But, it's pretty interesting, definitely worth checking out. That's Wang, W-H-A-N-G, exclamation point. Uh, like I said, real solid dude. Uh, similar to that vein is Wavy Web Surf. He'll go through and he does all kinds of different, you know, little stories, bits and things. He'll find out the history behind internet memes, the history behind, like, who the person behind the meme was, stuff like that. He's real solid dude as far as, like, getting your information from. He even did a, uh, he did an interview with the Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage guy. I can't entirely remember what the guy's name was. I want to say it was Tobias something... But actually, I think that was the character's name. The character's name might have been Tobias Jones. But definitely worth checking into. Uh, yeah. And uh, last but not least, I gotta bring up Carl Smallwood. Go ahead and make your Smallwood jokes now, because uh, they're not that funny. But his page is pretty good. It's called uh, Fact Fiend. You can go on there, check out stuff. He's, I like to think me and him have kind of a similar mindset where just 
fun little facts or something that interests the guy. Definitely really recommend checking out his pages because usually it's kind of him there having a conversation with his friends and attempting to just figure out what what parts of it are interesting to people and getting to let you know just some random little fact along with a bunch of side facts about certain things. Dude is definitely super good at giving you information. I feel like this might be a quick episode this week, but you know, I'm going to I'm going to do my best to drag it out, but I get the feeling it's going to be me just kind of dragging it out. So I don't have any kind of way for uh, the listeners right now to get a hold of me, but I figured I'd go ahead and say this. If you, because I mean, I know our crowd right now is small enough. Most of you can probably get a hold of me or indirectly get a hold of me. If you've got any kind of beer recommendations for me to try, any kind of things you're interested in hearing or talking about, feel free to get a hold of me or find someone who can get a hold of me, pose an interesting question. That would be just great. Uh, for now, uh, let's see, we talked about YouTubers, we talked about vape stuff, movies. Boy, have I got some movies to talk about. Zoolander, right? I mean, I'm sure plenty of us have seen Zoolander. I'm sure there's also a fistful of us that haven't at this point. I don't even know because I think most of our listeners are probably a little bit younger than I am. But if you haven't seen the original Zoolander movie, go ahead and check it out. Because on a regular basis, I will make references to that movie. Whether it be, kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia, or what is this, a school for ants? It has to be at least three times this big. Just little things. Such a good, solid movie. And I feel like it kind of... I didn't end up watching the second one, and I didn't watch Joe Dirt 2. But I feel like they both kind of went the same direction where... uh they they got their sequels, but they got their sequels in a completely different era, and it was made by people who didn't really understand, so they were just trying to do meme humor with it, and they didn't try and make a solid movie, if that makes sense. Because the other movies were solid, but the comedy in them was perfect to make, like, little fucking friend group memes, or whatever kind of memes you wanted to make. I'm sure there's even some out there that I don't know about, because... Who can keep track of them, but really good, solid references and jokes you can make out of them. And then the newer ones, they kind of, uh, from what I've understood, just tried to play too hard into the current culture and did not do that great of a deal. Uh, but yeah, so Zoolander. Uh, second one, I don't know the name of this trilogy. It's got some name. It's the name of the fucking train. But I'm talking about Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. Those three movies, fucking fantastic. I'm sure some of you won't like them, but you know what? Fuck it. I fucking liked them, and that's what we're fucking talking about today. Uh, Unbreakable follows uh, some guy whose name I don't remember. I think it's David something. It's Bruce fucking Willis. Who gives a shit? It's Bruce Willis. But uh, it ends up being about this man who was in a train wreck. He's the only one who survived. And he believes, well, not initially, but eventually starts to believe that he's gained superpowers and is indestructible. Unbreakable, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, really good series. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Split follows another character who has, like, 
27 or 32, some crazy number of split personalities living inside of his body. And one of them is known as, oh, let me, let me do the fucking vape trick for this one. The Beast. And, you know, the Beast has kidnapped some girls and decided that they've never, they've never truly felt pain or, or destruction in their life. So he's going to try and cause some fuckery for them so they can be better people. And it's, uh, it's also really good. I haven't watched either of those movies in about probably close to a year, but I would definitely rewatch them. Both fucking solid movies. Solid movies. I finally watched Glass, uh, just the, maybe last week with, uh, actually last, or, well, week four last special guest, Manny. And I gotta say, I was pretty happy with how it all turned out. And especially since the, uh, the ending kind of left it in a way to where it could be the end of the series, and it's one of those things where you're like, oh, damn, like, I'm curious about what happened. Or if M. Night Shyamalan really wants to, he can go and uh, try and pick up on that and bring it into something else, which will be interesting. I mean, it's totally doable. And, you know, the man is famous for, what a twist, so him having a limited series that turns into... Uh, much less than limited series would be not entirely unexpected. If anything, that's probably the most meta thing that motherfucker could do because it would be a twist on a twist on a twist on a twist. Dude would just be fucking twisting shit so hard it starts popping off. Who knows, it might even be one of the fucking best series. And uh, honestly, one thing I really appreciate about that is the fact that it's similar to a comic book series in fact they reference comic books in the fucking movie but the fact that it's not the mainstream comic books which i always thought was kind of an untapped market let's say because of the fact that you know you've got the whole superhero movies and they've pretty well covered the gambit of what you can think of for general powers for superheroes i mean i'm sure i say that and there's plenty of people who think like Oh, well, I've got this one superhero in mind who, like, his powers are completely different than anybody I've ever heard of. Thing is, A, there's plenty of superheroes that never got mainstream success. And, uh, B, it just, yeah, you might have one superhero, but what are you going to write with that? Is it going to be like Hitchcock where there's, no, not Hitchcock, Hancock where there's, like, one superpower dude and there used to be more but they're all gone now or like how are you going to run that with just one guy i am not discouraging anybody if you would if anybody would write a superhero series i would be super interested to check it out and you know i'm always happy to uh go ahead and try and provide what little bit of pull i can for anybody because believe me especially being someone who's just started a podcast in especially right now in this situation where it's just me all by myself i uh <laughs> I can understand that it's hard to get yourself started up out there. So, let's see. We've gone through that. We've gone through that. Uh, another movie that I think everybody needs to see. Boondock Saints. If you haven't seen Boondock Saints, just watch it. I'm not even going to try and spoil it for you. It's got fucking Norman Reedus. Everybody knows he's fucking real big right now. Dude is definitely fucking worth checking out because as far as I know, it's some of his earliest work 
definitely not his earliest work because I watched an interview with him where he was talking about uh, like how he started with a play and how he did this and that. And he actually used to live in like Spain and he only came over here due to the fact that he met some girl who told him she was from Las Vegas and asked him if he'd want to live out there. So he moved out to Las Vegas and just really neat shit. Honestly, I would be super excited if they'd put out a biography on Norman Reedus just because it'd be pretty cool to learn what the dude's been doing, what he's all about, and be able to see him, like, behind the scenes. Uh, anybody who has seen Boondock Saints, I'm going to go ahead and say we're probably pretty well fucked on Boondock Saints 3. I feel like we won't get a Boondock Saints 3 until it's come to the point where Norman Reedus and the other actor that that plays his fucking brother who's name I don't know, uh, until they're both old enough that they would essentially be taking the place of the character that is their dad in the first two movies, like, them having kids, and then their sons eventually getting into the whole, like, fucking assassinating mobsters business, and then finding out, like, oh, it's a family tradition, you can't help it, it's in your fucking blood, because at this point, it's it's been so long that even if they made the movie, I feel like all of the fans of the original movies would be slightly disappointed. The people who don't know the original movies would feel a little bit left out because they don't get some of the references, and just the times have changed. The times have changed a lot. At this point, you'd have to do kind of a movie that's almost a reboot of the series, which would not necessarily be bad because it's a really fucking good series uh basically these two irish brothers living in new york back in the day are trying to clean up the streets after some shit happens and yeah d just check it the fuck out motherfucker like you what what are you doing listen to my dumbass talk if you've got the time to listen to my dumbass talk you've got the time to watch the fucking boondock saints and i promise you if you watch it you'll enjoy the movie it's a fucking solid ass movie one of my favorites i watch it every saint patrick's day except for this last saint patrick's day because i had to work and that was not a good time but not a bad time uh let's say we move on to some fun little bar stories because i mean i'm sure you've all guessed with the name of the podcast being Sam's Al Alcoholic Memoirs. Uh, your old boy Sam, he spent a good little bit of time out at the bar. And he's got a few stories. And I think one of my favorite ones is probably the uh, the Princess Bride story. Now, first off, if you haven't seen The Princess Bride, shame on you. Shame on you and shame on your upbringing. But if you have, then this still won't make sense as a reference. Because what I'm referencing was not direct. But in mind, I was thinking of the scene with the Sicilian when he sits there and he's trying to pick which cup has the poison in it. And he continues to say to the guy, oh, but I know that you would put the poison in your own cup so that I would take your cup and then think that mine had the poison in it. And so he switches the cups and he says, but being a clever Sicilian man and knowing that you know me to be a clever Sicilian man, I know that you would put the poison in my own cup so that I would take your cup, thus giving, or I, you'd put the poison in your own cup, that way you knew I would take your cup, and then I would have the cup that had the poison in it by giving you my cup, so he switches the cups back, and he just continues to circular logic this, being back and forth of, but, I know that you know, that I know that you know, that I'm a smart man, and, you know, keeps basically spinning the cups around. So, uh, how does this relate? 
I'm playing pool with a guy. I'm pretty fucking drunk. Honestly, I was more drunk than I've been on the podcast so far. And uh, I was shooting pretty decently for the night. I'm a real streaky pool player. And I'm sitting there playing with this guy. And I, after the first two or three shots, I'd had another beer. You know, I was feeling pretty fucking loose. I go up to shoot and I say, uh, hey, my solids or my stripes? He says, your solids. All right. Take my shot. I think I made one, then missed one, you know, whatever. He goes, takes his turn, I get up there. Say, hey man, am I solids or am I stripes? He says, you're solids. All right. I take my shot. I think I made one, missed one, I don't know what the hell happened, but either way, his turn comes up, my turn comes up. I say for the third time, hey man, am I solids or am I stripes? He tells me, you're solids. Take my shot, whatever, I don't know if I make one or miss one, but I do know that after that, on my fourth turn, I come up, and I'm ready to shoot, and I start aiming down at something, and I say, hey man, am I solids or am I stripes? Now, he's just answered this question three times in a row, so I don't blame him for not wanting to fucking, uh, you know, answer me on this, but uh, he doesn't say anything. I take a shot. I make in a pretty, pretty decent shot on a stripe. And I was like, fuck yeah, and then I get ready to like go shoot again, he goes, oh hey, it's my turn, and I go, what, how's it your turn, I just made a ball, he goes, that was my ball, I say, okay, okay, well, fast forward, and basically, I keep walking up there and asking him which one I am, and he keeps not telling me, so I keep shooting and shooting in stripes, I don't know if I was playing stripes the game before, or why I was so convinced that I was stripes, but I felt so certain that I was stripes, and I keep fucking making in stripes, and he keeps telling me, no, it's not your turn, you just made it in one of my balls. Well, we get to the end of the game. At this point, I've made it in about as many of his balls as he has mine. No, sorry, I've made it in about as many of his balls as he has. And he sinks the fucking eight ball, and he's like, oh, I win. And I went, dude, you fucking princess brided me. And turns out this guy had never seen the princess bride. He stands probably a good uh, head and shoulders above me. Not a real big guy, but big enough. I wouldn't really want to fuck with him too much unless, like, I was sober and prepared to fuck with him and ready to take a fucking hell of a beating. So, you know, he's confused because I've just called him Princess Bride, and in his mind, I'm telling him he is both a princess and a bride, so I'm somehow calling him a double woman. Well, I keep sitting there saying, you princess brided me, dude. Like, come on, you fucking, you princess bride motherfucker. You princess brided me, and you just let me fucking do it. I think he knows I'm fucking around with him. His friends all know that he's getting fucking mad, and finally one of them says, oh, uh, hey man, aren't you out of a beer? Let, let's go walk up there and get another beer. Well, I later end up finding out that, uh, that dude was actually so pissed off that he was considering beating my ass and getting kicked out of the bar for me sitting there calling him a princess bride repeatedly. Which, on the one hand, I can't say I blame him. But on the other hand, I was like, how have you not seen this classic piece of cinematography? And that, that actually ended up being how me and him made friends because the next time I come in, I'm, uh, well, not the next time, but the next time they're there and I'm there at the same time, I'm sitting with my buddy and his sister and his wife and one of our friends who also is a lady. And uh, that guy's friend, 
who had told me, like, hey, let's go get a beer. Yeah, well, he's a guy I'd previously met, and he told me, uh, hey, what are you doing, man? Nothing much. What's up with you, brother? How you been? You know, talked to him for a little bit, and he ends up saying, uh, hey, I want you to walk over to our buddy, Ty, and say, uh, I want you to call him a princess bride. And I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. He didn't seem to like that too much last time. And he goes, oh, he fucking didn't. He was pissed. And, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, that's not too good of an idea. And he goes, oh, come on, you can do it. And I said, all right, come on with me. We walk over to the bar. And he says, I thought you were going to go say it to him. I said, I got to take a shot before I do anything like that. So I go, I get myself a shot of some whiskey. I take the shot. I'm like, that tastes like shit. Why did I do this? And he was like, so you could do the thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do the thing. Well, I look over and there's two guys. They look pretty similar. They're both a little taller than me. One of them's standing up playing pool. One of them's sitting down waiting in line to play pool. They both got brown hair. They both, well, maybe not brown, but dark hair. They both got a beard. And I say, okay, is he the one wearing the orange shirt? Or is he the one wearing the salmon colored shirt? Dude standing next to me goes, he's the one in the orange shirt. So I walk over to the guy who's sitting down, wearing the orange-colored shirt, and I say, Hey, uh, you feeling like playing pool tonight? He goes, Oh, yeah, I'm waiting in line to get in there. And I said, Well, if I play with you, are you gonna, you gonna princess bride me? Note that this is the friendlier looking of the two dudes. He just fucking smiles real big, and he says, Oh, I think you're wanting to ask him, and points towards the... More aggressive and angrier looking man by the pool table. I turn around, I walk over to him. I'm standing probably a good two, three steps away from him at this point. And I said, hey man. And he goes, don't even fucking say it. I looked at him and I said, well, I just wanted to know. And he goes, don't, don't say it. I uh, look at his pool stick. I look down at the space between us and realizing that the pool stick is longer than the space between us. I take a big old step backwards. I look this motherfucker right in his fucking eyes. And I say, uh, so if I play a game to pool tonight, are you going to fucking princess bride me again? He got so fucking mad that he had just knocked in two balls and had a fucking perfectly clear lined up shot. Dude fucking missed it. And then it was like, what the fuck? Started getting all kinds of mad. His buddy came up and was like, all right, that's all you had to do, bud. Go ahead and back to your table. And I was like, all right, bye guys. And, uh, you know, this sounds like it could just be a story of me being an asshole, which it kind of is. But then later that night, I found out that all of his buddies were chalking up their hands and they kept slapping each other on the back, you know, patting him on the back, being like, that's a good shot. Or like slapping him on the ass and being like, oh, go get it. You know, you fucking got this. But the other one wouldn't know that they just covered their hand with chalk. And then whenever they'd find out, they'd be like, you fucking princess brided me. So it became a little running joke between the group, and that's that's how I ended up making friends with that group of guys. Which, uh, you know, it's kind of a dumbass story, but that's what you come here for, right? Dumbass fucking stories. I think about this time we're uh, pretty well ready for some reads, so I'm going to go ahead and turn you over to Advertisement Sam. Advertisement Sam, let us know what's going on. Hey, it's Sam, and I'm getting ready to take a nice little break here for a second, but here's some ads to tide you over while I'm gone. Do you enjoy listening to music you've never heard before? Do you enjoy hearing bands you've possibly never heard and might not have ever had the chance to hear? Listen to Lazy River Podcast. Put on 
by Lost River Studios. They'll show you a good couple bands that you might not have heard of before. And it's sponsored by my good friend Wesley. And believe me, it's definitely worth the listen. So go ahead and give it a shot. Lazy River Podcast by Lost River Studios. Give it a listen. Do you like barbecue? Do you like massages? Then go on down to Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. They'll barbecue you up and they'll massage you good. They'll get you feeling right. Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Also, they have a secondary business, Jones Big Ass Truck Rental. You're welcome to go to either of them. Call him up and he'll give you good deals. Shotgun Euthanasia. It won't be clean. It won't be pretty. But we'll get the job done. Are you tired of wondering if you're going to die to coronavirus? Maybe you've got some kind of terminal illness and you can't quite figure it out. Well, Shotgun Euthanasia has you covered. And you can find us in any back alley in any major city. Just come around and ask about Shotgun Euthanasia. We'll take care of the problem for you. Shotgun Euthanasia. It won't be clean. It won't be pretty. But we'll get the job done. Are you tired of wondering if you're going to die to coronavirus? Maybe you've got some kind of terminal illness and you can't quite figure it out. Well, Shotgun Euthanasia has you covered. And you can find us in any back alley in any major city. Just come around and ask about shotgun euthanasia. We'll take care of the problem for you. All right, so we're back. Uh, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm doing this one solo. So right now, uh, I'm going to talk to you about another movie because I forgot this one, but it's called Animal World. It's a Chinese movie. Uh, If I'm being entirely honest with you, I actually watched this one while I was under the influence of something or other that we could probably talk about at some point, but for now, there's a chance that my family will see this, so I'm just going to say I was under the influence of something. It might have been a lot of beer, but uh, definitely a good movie. Real solid, worth checking out. Uh, It's about a man who, as a child, his family was either murdered or kidnapped or taken away, and he just kind of grew up, well, not his family, his father was taken away, and he grew up trying to take care of his mother, and uh, eventually gets to where he's, like, way too high up in debt while trying to take care of her, and he's in love with this girl from the hospital, but he... Uh, I think the best way I described it was they're dating, but in the Asian way. In the sense that, like, I don't know if you've ever watched many, like, Asian romances or whatever, where, like, you have the guy who likes the girl. The girl clearly likes the guy, but the guy refuses to admit that she's his girlfriend because he doesn't think he's good enough for her. Uh, but he ends up going into this this whole situation where basically he's in a life-or-death rock-paper-scissors match. They never really tell you how many people are there, but basically everybody gets 12 cards. They get four rocks, they get four papers, and they get four scissors. You start out with, I think it's two stars, and you have to try and win at rock, paper, scissors to win more stars. And you, uh, at the end of however long, I think it's like two hours or something like that, you have to have used up all of your cards and have at least two or three stars 
in order to pass on to the next round, and if not, they put you in these holding tanks. Which, I just realized I ruined a small portion of that by saying holding tanks. But they put you in these holding tanks. They they don't really describe what it is. People just assume people are getting murdered, but... They, uh... They do a really good job with the movie. It features Michael Douglas, who I personally think has an eagle face. Which... I feel like some of you won't get that, but, you know, just do me a favor and start looking at certain people, because at least in my head, certain people have animalistic characteristics. I have one friend who, I don't entirely know why, but his features just remind me of a frog. If I was going to design a frog person, I would kind of just design it after him. If I was going to design an eagle person, I'd design it after Michael Douglas. Some people just have animalistic characteristics to their face. Animalistic characteristics. That's a fucking weird phrase. But, either way, really good movie. Uh, really interesting to watch as this man is basically fighting for his life, but he's also using a lot of really in-depth strategy on certain things to try and figure out, like, which cards are going to run out first, what's happening in the story and all that. It's... Just solid fucking movie. It's called Animal World. It's on Netflix. Definitely worth checking out. And now, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll talk some beer stuff for a little bit because, well, I want to keep the podcast going. Uh, me personally, not huge on hoppy beers. Just a heads up for any of you guys that want to send me beer recommendations. Not huge on hoppy beers. Not a big fan of IPAs. I did have a hoppy beer once called the Hopopotamus. That actually comes with a funny story in and of itself. I went to the uh, the local Old Chicago's restaurant with one of my buddies, and our server came up and was asking about what we wanted. I was asking him about the type of beers we, that they had, and he starts to tell me that he doesn't really know. All he drinks are Long Island iced teas, which my buddy had just ordered a Long Island iced tea, and he sat there and talked to him about Long Island iced tea for like five minutes. So I felt pretty confident in asking him about what kind of beers they had. Turns out he didn't know jack shit. So I looked over to a poster they had on a wall, and it was explaining the different types of beers. Not really so much explaining, but it was a, uh, it was a glass of beer that slowly went from light to dark and then had listed all the different types of beers. So I sat there and pointed out to him, I was like, well, you know, you've got, like, the light beers. Those are usually Pilsners. They're like your, you know, they're wheat-based beers. They got this in them. They got this in them. And uh, went all the way up to Stout, and he ended up finally being like, you know, uh, honestly, I think I learned more about beer from sitting here and talking to you for five minutes than I did in the entire 30-minute trading video I went through. And on the one hand, I felt kind of good being able to help teach this guy some shit. And on the other hand... I immediately recognized that we had a terrible server who didn't pay attention during his training and that he was probably going to do a shit job. And you'll never guess what. I was unfortunately right. He didn't fucking bring us anything. He brought us our drinks eventually. He didn't bring us plates. He didn't bring us our pizza. The guy cooking the pizza brought it out to us and then set it on our table and said, Sorry about that, I'm sure he's busy and then he looked at our table and looked around for a minute and goes did he not bring you guys plates yet and we all kind of looked at him and said uh no 
He then brought me a flight of beers, which he told me would be free. I later got charged for. It was definitely not free. It was supposed to be like some kind of sampler thing, which yeah, it was decently cheap. But just the fact of, uh, you know, I'm not real big on taking handouts for shit, but if you hand me out some shit and tell me it's free and then charge me later, I'm going to be so fucking mad because don't tell me something's free if it's $4, $5, $7, whatever. I ended up leaving having only asked for and paid for two beers, and I think I paid 14 bucks. which, like, on the one hand, I'm sure some of you are thinking, uh, $14, that's not too bad for getting to have some, you know, have some beer and have a couple samples. Thing is, in my eyes, I asked for two beers. I was told that I would get a free sampling of beers. Now, the thing is, if those free beers were, in fact, free, then I got charged $7 a beer, which, for the two beers that I had ordered, would have been enough to buy a six-pack of those beers. So, yeah. Needless to say, I was a little bit upset. In fairness, I was also in between jobs at that point, which... I... I mean, me personally, I've only had three jobs in my working life, which I feel like can either sound really bad or really good, because people are either going to assume that I never fucking work, which would be really bad, or they're going to assume that I've just worked a long time at the same place, which apparently is really good, because then employers know that you're willing to put up with some bullshit. Uh, thing is, I worked at the pizza place where actually my co-host, Will Bill, and my sound guy, Chris, with a K, uh, currently work. I worked there for about seven and a half years, realized it was not going to go anywhere for me, and that I had better opportunities. I quit working there, took uh, probably close to... I don't know, two, three weeks off. I didn't really want to take that long off, but I was just having a hard time finding a job. And then whenever I finally did find a job, uh, they were impressed with the fact that I had held my last job for seven and a half years and hired me on the spot. So that and uh, I actually got to the job interview before the interviewer, which really should have been a red flag and should have let me know it wasn't a good spot to be in because I only showed up like 10 minutes before the interview and the guy wasn't there until like two minutes after the interview was supposed to start. And that's when I was working at Lowe's. Uh, Lowe's is just not a good fucking place to work. I'm pretty sure I brought this up last episode, but just... It might not be so bad if you're on the sales floor and you're selling appliances specifically because you get that little bit of commission... If you can sell a few appliances to some people that need them, which, like, I'm pretty good at selling shit. I can talk somebody into fucking buying damn near anything. Uh, you can you can make some decent money. But I only worked there for about six months because rather than putting me on the sales floor, they put me into what is known as uh, MST, the Merchandising Sales Team or some shit like that, and you are basically a glorified stock boy. You restock the shelves, you reorganize the shelves. That place was so fucking disorganized that they had told everyone in MST that when you go back and reorganize the shelf, you have to put it all in the exact order that it said it was supposed to be on 
on the piece of paper that they sent you. Thing is, Lowe's management, not even like store management, upper management, had told all the employees, you know your sections better than we do. We want you to feel free to reorganize them so that the things that are selling better in your area are on the shelves and more available to the customer. So, on the one hand, you've got them telling the, you know, regular employees, oh, hey, if these are selling and these aren't, feel free to switch the position so that these things that aren't selling are a little bit higher up on the shelf or a little bit lower on the shelf so that the things that are selling are at eye level and everyone can find them easily. And then you've got the third-party company that they hired on who's been told, it doesn't matter how they're organized now, you need to go back through and change it all around so that everyone knows where everything is when they look at this piece of paper. And if that wasn't much, or that wasn't bad enough, we had our uh, regional guy who was supposed to come around at least once a month and check everything, he would wait six months and then come to our store and look through the store and then sit there and try and ask my direct manager, well, why is this here and not here? And why is this here and not here? And try and sit there and act like they should all be in perfect position. And she would say, uh, well, you know, we'll call him Richard. Richard Head. Uh, but Richard would say, well, why is this here and not here? Why is this here and not here? And she'd say, you know, we redid that shelf six months ago, right? Like, we were doing it the day you came here last time, and all we were instructed to do was restock it. And, you know, that would have been something easy to deal with. It was the fact that we would get told at the beginning of the day, okay, here's your assignment for the day. Go start it. We'd go start it. Then my manager would get a text from that regional guy saying, well, everyone needs to have this done by the end of the day. So we'd all go work on that. We'd get that done. And then he'd send another text saying, oh, well, uh, also, these need to be redone at least X amount of times. So we'd go redo it. And then if there was any time left, we'd try and get back towards that first project of the day. And then he would message and say, well, why is it that your store doesn't have this done? Now, initially... I thought this guy was just a fuck-ass with no leadership skills. And then there happened to be the time that they sent us some employees from another store that was nearby. About 50 miles away. They were sent up to our store to help us finish a project. And we had to do a bunch of extra shit. We had to take out a bunch of shelving and make sure we cleaned it all up and fucking got all the little scuff marks off of the, off the uh, shelving down around the base and everything. And... You know, just going full out to try and make it look brand new. And then the people from the store 50 miles away started telling us, uh, you know, he doesn't make us do this. He told us not to mess with it unless it got run over by a forklift or one of the pieces of heavy lifting equipment that would leave a giant scuff all the way across it. Even the other guy that we're working just kind of looked at each other and we were like, yeah, that sounds about right, because as it turns out, he just didn't like my manager because my manager was a woman. And she was around whenever he went through a divorce with his wife, so he just decided to make her a target and be fucking shitty to her. And that's a real fucking shitbag move right there. Like, I get it. We all have bad times. Sometimes we want to take them out on people. 
But the only person you really have the right to take those times out on is your fucking self. And I'm not suggesting that anybody gets overly shitty or overly critical with themselves. Believe me, I do that plenty whenever I'm at work. But the thing is, you gotta understand, it's not anybody else's fault when something fucking happens. And sometimes it's not even your fault. Anyway, uh, I feel like this episode of the podcast is going to be potentially not our best episode since it's just me and I've been rambling for a little bit here. So I'm going to go ahead and throw on to the end of this uh, the, the test reel for me doing the belch at the beginning. Because just in case you didn't catch it the last time, I actually played the uh, the harmonica intro and I did the belch reel for the intro. So I'm going to go ahead and throw on just a little bit of harmonica for you. And then I'll throw on the belch reel and we will uh, we'll leave you at that. Again, sorry that there was the extra space between. It was supposed to come out about four or five days ago, but... Uh, my grandfather's been in the hospital, it's been a bit of an issue, and, you know, things could be going better. But I hope everybody's doing well out there, and, uh, enjoy the music!
was a good one. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. That one was long. Longer than anticipated. I just, like, it started going and I flexed my stomach and it just kept coming and coming and coming. That's what she said. Pussy shit. God damn it. No. Needs to be better than that. Less good than the other ones, better than that one. That first one might be the fucking golden ticket. I'm gonna add that in as a talking point. If I could get those two without the foam, I'd be happy with that. Jesus fucking Christ. I am so good at belches and so bad at belches. I wish I was a gnome. Wish you were a gnome. Because you want to sit in people's yawn. I almost said yawns. Yeah. Get off my yawn. Uh, oh shit. Oh my god. I think the worst part of drinking beer is the fact that sometimes you burp and just foam comes up. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, does this count as vomit or not? And then like when it's still cold too. Yeah. Yeah, because it's already weird enough whenever it's like almost body temperature, but whenever it's still like fresh and real cold and it's just like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> ew. That's nasty. All right, I'm thinking like two more burps, and I'll just pick one. Solid. More solid. One more. One more. I'm on a fucking streak. I still like the first one. Tonight. Well, we can listen back through all of them and find the best one. Shake myself up a little bit. Just fucking. I had the oh, biggest burp built up. Like, Sprite is the key. Right. It's like burps. Right well, then get me some Sprite, motherfucker! <laughs> that one could have been it. I uh, just wanted to add a short little note here to the end, but thank you, everybody who has been listening. Uh, please feel free to share it with your friends, family. Whoever, and uh, we'll try and get onto a more regular scheduled thing where we can get all the guys in on this. Uh, I'm hoping to here have, hoping here soon to have my good buddy Devin on here as a guest. Uh, he's a great guy, a bass player for a band known as Rollick. He was actually a former bass player for a band that was added into a list of. Uh, top 100 sludge metal bands or top 100 upcoming sludge metal bands if I remember correctly I could be a little bit inaccurate on that so I'll double check before we get them on here but uh uh in a band called Goat Titan 
what's the name of that one? And then um, he plays with a band called Throne of Iron. He was actually filling in. Throne of Iron actually just went over to Greece to play something called Hammerfest. Luckily, he wasn't there for that, but they actually almost got stuck over there with this whole, uh, you know, uh, I can't think of that word that I'm looking for, but, you know, planes leaving the country, that thing, when that all got shut down, they almost got stuck over there. So, yeah, I'm hoping to have a couple more interesting guests on here for you, some... Some that'll hopefully uh, be more talkative, and I'm really looking forward to the bright future of the Sam cast, and I hope all of you two are. Uh, all of you two. I hope all of you are as well. Uh, take her easy. <laughs>